United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. There's been some developments over the last couple of days. Uh, Turkey, for example, deploying F-16 fighter jets against government forces in northwestern Syria on Monday, which is an escalation of the conflict there. This is after six Turkish soldiers were killed by artillery strikes. The president of Turkey, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, said that as many as 35 troops had been neutralized. The Syrian Observatory for Human Rights, which is a monitoring group based in Britain, said the number of military personnel killed at least 13. But Mr. Erdogan is warning Russia, which backs the Syrian government and which controls the airspace in western Syria, not to prevent Turkey from retaliating. So that is just one part of the ongoing saga in Syria, where President Bashar al-Assad remains in power, despite the fact the protestations or at least the assertions from the United States for a long time that his days were numbered. Let's get some perspective with Dr. Eli Abouan, who is the United States Institute of Peace Middle East Northern Director from the Middle East North Africa Tunisia Hub of the USIP. The Twitter handle is at ELLE022. Eli Abouan, welcome back to POTUS. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Good morning, sir. Explain uh, to us the status of right now, because I, I get a little confused because one moment it seems like Turkey is working with um, uh, Russia, and the next moment it seems like they're at odds. And of course, Bashar al-Assad is still in power. What, what is it we need to most understand about this? Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, yes, I mean, there was a high-level cooperation between the Turkish armed forces and the Russian armed forces in northern Syria, and we've seen even joint patrols in some areas. Uh, what happened in Idlib in the last few days, uh, from my perspective at least, is that there was this incident where Turkish soldiers were, uh, were injured or dead, basically dead. Uh, and this uh, triggered a whole chain of chain reaction from the Turks. Uh, to make sure that the Syrian regime is not crossing the border uh, of whatever they agreed on, uh, you know, with the Russians. So previously there was some sort of an arrangement between the Russians and the Turks about how to at least contain what was happening in Idlib. And it seems that the Russian, uh, the Syrian regime, sorry, has crossed some borders uh, set by this uh, by this arrangement, which basically triggered this reaction from the Turks. And so where does this lead then? Uh, I think uh, what what's happening now is that there was an there is an attempt uh, by the Russians and the Turks to uh, to contain the situation and to basically uh, ask the Syrian regime to go back to the status quo. Uh, it will depend on the outcome of these diplomatic efforts between the Russians and the Turks. Uh, I do not think that any of the parties has an interest right now in provoking a full-blown escalation. Uh, so there is a likeliness that these diplomatic uh, efforts would succeed in at least, uh, you know, containing the situation. As I said at the outset of this interview, uh, Dr. Abouan, the United States for years under President Obama had said, that's when it started, saying that Assad's days were numbered. They're, the number just keeps growing. Is there any sense that there is a change in the offing in the leadership in Syria? Uh, well, it depends on how you look at uh, at the regime in Syria. So there is the there is Assad himself as a person. There is the family and the clan, and there is the there are the institutions of the regime. Uh, 
we all know and that the Russians have invested heavily in maintaining the institutions. Of course, the person of the president of President Assad and his family were important at some point to maintain these institutions from the at least from the perspective of the Russians. So they showed him up. Uh, but I don't know how viable is this option. Uh, you know, we have indications from different communities within Syria that there is kind of a grievance against the person of the president and the family specifically. But these groups would not go as far as undermining the whole regime because they are afraid of a vacuum. They're afraid that if a vacuum happens, then there will be a, a situation that is basically uh, exist that creates an existential threat to them. Uh, so they still prefer to deal with Assad, even though they don't like him, uh, rather than finding themselves in a, in a complete chaos. Uh, the moment the Russians would find a formula to reassure these communities uh, that even you know, even if Assad goes, the institutions are now able to contain or to to maintain stability. Uh, I don't think that uh, that Assad will stay long after that point. Really? Wow. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's not it's not about his person. It's about the institutions, and this is this is what the Russians are trying to work on: is basically to rebuild the institutions of the regime uh, in a way that even if Assad goes away, uh, Syria doesn't fall into into chaos. Again, Ili Abwan is with us, United States Institute of Peace, Middle East, North Africa director. A story from Reuters, and this is fairly new. The U.S. has evidently halted a secretive military intelligence cooperation program with Turkey that for years had helped Turkey target Kurdish PKK militants. That, according to four military officials, not on the record, but telling Reuters the decision to indefinitely suspend the program, which has not been previously reported, was made in response to Turkey's cross-border military incursion into Syria in October, the U.S. official said, revealing the extent of the damage to ties between NATO allies from the incident. If true, what is the significance of this? Uh, honestly, I don't have enough information about this matter. So I, you know, I need to know more uh, in order to answer the question. I'm, okay. I'm sorry about that. No, that's okay. Into, into un, uh, yeah, undecided answer. I would, I prefer your being able to say that you can't answer the question rather than come up with something just off the top of your head. I am curious about where the U.S. Yeah. relationship with Turkey stands right now, in your opinion. Uh, it, I mean, it is fluctuating. Uh, yeah, I mean, Turkey and the U.S. Uh, reach a point where both parties uh, realize that they cannot uh, stay on a hostile trajectory. So they, I mean, there was a, there were attempts by uh, parties in Turkey and in the U.S. to mend uh, at least part of the relationship, and I think they succeeded in mending parts of the relationship. I don't see a whole strategic alliance. Uh, between both countries or a full alignment as it was before on, on several issues in the region. But I can, I can definitely see that in some areas the, the cooperation has survived, survived somehow. Uh, and I think this is in the best interest of both countries. And finally, is there a role that the United States should play in either intercession or at least somehow influencing the conflict uh, in Syria, especially with re reference to S Turkey and Russia? Uh, well, five years ago, I would have said yes. Uh, today, I think that uh, the, you know, the, the Syrian conflict uh, 
is at a stage where the influence of the U.S. Uh, became minimal, uh, at least directly on, on the conflict. There are always uh, possibilities for the U.S. to leverage their uh, their influence in uh, you know shaping the discussion about uh, about reconstruction of some areas in Syria, about uh, the the issue of the refugees, Syrian refugees in the neighboring countries, uh, but directly on the on the conflict itself uh, and the, the the fate of the regime, I think that uh, there is much less influence. Dr. Abouan, thank you for joining us on POTUS today. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Ali Abouan is the United States Institute of Peace, Middle East, North Africa Director, Middle East, North Africa, Tunisia Hub for the USIP. And his thoughts on Syria, the developing story there, he is tweeting at ELLE022. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.